Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, along with Bill Flowers, and this is an extra edition of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. Bill Flowers, of course, is an Ole Miss legend, and I will say that every time I bring him on the show. And we're in that time of year, Bill. Before we get started on everything, it's like halfway through camp. What sticks out to you about your playing days when it was like halfway through camp, mid-August? You're getting ready to go up and play Memphis. What's what's happening right now? Well, I would say you are irritable. You're hot. You're just miserable. Uh, the two days we would just just you could not wait for those days to be to be over. Uh, there would be. When we had the true two-a-days, there would be, you know, fights would just kind of like just happen everywhere because people are just just so ready to get this 100-degree Mississippi heat out of the way. I mean, so I would I, I could actually tell you that some of the, like, my fondest memories are two-a-days because you're just like, how did we get through that? How did we do that? Uh, so – these are these are times where these kids are gonna are you know they hate it, but as they as they get older, they're gonna they're gonna miss them, uh, and they're gonna miss them from so, so like skydiving. Like why why did I do that? That was stupid. Uh, mm. But uh, it's it, it's definitely a time where you're just ready to to get it over with. You're preparing. You're you're uh, um, ready to uh, see the other opponent. Yeah, the weird thing is, and I've tried to explain this to people, is after practice, seeing people almost race to the cold tub uh, after a two-a-day practice. Oh, I mean, the the heat in Mississippi is <laughs> like people who are out west are like, "Oh, it's a hundred degrees." I'm like, "Yeah, well, or or a hundred and five. You're like, "Yeah, that's just that's just hot. That's not hot and muggy and where it's just hard to breathe." I mean that's that's what Mississippi, Alabama, uh, you have. You just that god awful. You walk out the door and it's drenched sweat. I can remember one of the the experiences I had was had to be uh, had to be my it was probably my true freshman year because that was when we had our that was when the last time that we had true two days uh, in full pads. And I remember it was probably 100 degrees with that humidity I was talking about. And I, I, could, I, I thought to myself, why? Why am I doing this? This is absolutely brutal. This is insane. And you just feel like you're in a, in a sauna with full pads on and just brutal. So uh, that, I'll never forget that one particular day. And I thought, this is this is the uh, uh, definition of insanity. Well, uh, to change the subject a little bit here and kind of do the same thing is Suntarian Perkins is making waves in camp as a linebacker that's coming in. And you would have the ability to be on the other side of the field watching a freshman of that stature when Patrick Willis came in yeah. that first year. What was that like? Well, it was funny because people were going, oh, my gosh, this guy's incredible. And came to find out that Patrick was using the receiver's uh, um, cardio uh, workout for his 
for his uh, uh, his pre-camp workouts. So when he got into camp, he was running what the receivers uh, were supposed to be doing. And you, when you see somebody like that, you know they're special. And so when you put the pads on, you can tell the kid was flying around. And, you know, it, it's cool to see those kinds of players because you don't see them all the time. But when you see somebody like that, you know it's special. So, yeah, it, it's definitely neat. So um, it looks like Jackson Dart is ahead. He hasn't been named QB1, but it looks like he is going to be the quarterback that takes the first snap against Mercer at this point. Everybody around, everybody that I talk to talks about how much this kid has improved and how different he looks. What will you be looking for the first game against Mercer to determine if this is just people talking or, yeah, this is real? Yeah, I think the first thing that I'm going to be looking for is for him, his ability to hit the ball over the middle quick. That's the first thing I'm going to look for. Um, last year, we talked about the inability to be able to get the RPO out of his hand quickly to get the ball out fast. That's going to have to happen. Um, I'm sure they're going to give him all the opportunities in the world to do that. And I'm glad that we play Alabama so quickly uh, this, this season. Um, so I think it's going to rush and say, hey, listen, let's put him in as many uh, situations as possible to get him ready for Alabama if they feel like he's the guy. So uh, getting the ball out quick is my number one uh, thing that I'll be looking for. So you got the Jackson Dart, but also there's some receivers that came in this year that they're kind of newcomers, and specifically Aiden Williams, a true freshman. And I guess the hotshot freshmen that were in about the time you were would have been like Mike Espy and, and those guys. Yeah. But Aiden Williams is that, that special Laquan Treadwell type, right. it looks like. What, what are you expecting out of Aiden in his first year? I think being able to give you that, that outside presence, large target, uh, a, a great asset in the, in the red zone, I think what's interesting is that it sounds like they're going to have, you know, really good outside options. And then you bring in the uh, Pritzker, the tight end. Uh, they're going to be able to secure the middle of the field. If you put Triggs and this new tight end in the inside and you have two great out outside receivers that can spread, that can take you deep, can give you the size, that requires a safety to come over the top, that's going to help this, this offense so much. So I'm excited to see that. So I think his size and his athleticism that you're, you're hearing about uh, can help take the pressure off the middle of the field. Okay, real quick, since we're getting in here, we just talked to Bill Flowers, and I think of questions back from the early 2000s all the time. Who was the alpha of that receiving room whenever you were at Ole Miss? Uh, I think it definitely, you know, uh, Chris Collins, you know, uh, I would like to say me, uh, but uh, I was soaking 180 pounds, 80, 85 pounds uh, wet. But yeah, I mean, Chris, Chris was a great, you know, he was a great leader. Um, you had, uh, you know, I'll tell you, you know, we had some, we had some studs, you know, Espy, uh, um we had some great, some great receivers. You had Biddle that was, had the speed. You had Kerry Johnson who came in, uh, uh, 
Mario. So we had some we had some great some great guys, but you know, do we have that one guy that was just an alpha, just you know, uh, just you know, beast mode guy? I would say we all we all you know big contributors, and we all played well. Um, and but yeah, I mean, Chris, you know, he was the leader. Yeah, very very political answer there, Bill. Anyway, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, Bill Flowers, for coming to the show. And Bill's going to be on the show weekly, or at least a lot, depending on Bill's schedule. Um, I don't want to speak for you, but he's going to be on a good bit as football season goes. And hopefully – after the Mercer game, we'll see that Jackson Dart get the ball out of his hand quickly to Caden Priestcorn and those other type slot receivers over the middle. Absolutely. I'm excited about that. Yes. All right. Take care, buddy. Howdy toddy. Howdy toddy. <laughs>